Single Mom Budget Travel Podcast, Episode 4, Zephyr. And this is going to be what is your favorite episode, right? It's it's the food episode. Absolutely. It will be my favorite episode of this entire podcast, probably. Because as a matter of fact, I kind of came up with the idea of this episode and came up with the rules for this episode. And you come up with a lot of the ideas for this podcast. But because I felt passionate about this uh, particular uh subjects i i came up with the rules for this one so uh yeah all right so what are the rules for the food episode on single mom budget travel podcast other than obviously everything is on budget right we're not this is not michelin Uh, star restaurant crap right now like we love that but that's not this yeah we've been to uh, some really great restaurants but this isn't really about the restaurants this is more about the particular foods um and the you know the cultures that come with those foods um, so what we so, call it dishes maybe, or dishes, what do we think? Yeah. I mean, we just called it foods in our, in our like brainstorming for this one, but, um, yeah, we could call it dishes as well. Um, so yeah, it's not restaurants. Um, but basically what we're going to do is we each have 10 foods from all across the world that we've written down on a list and we don't know each other's lists and we're going to say the food, explain what it is, explain why we like it so much, and then we'll see whether we both have that uh, same food, uh, whether we overlap. And I feel like we're going to overlap a couple times. I feel like we are. Okay, I believe so too. I'm So we're talking about dishes that are, that are representative of the cities or the countries that we visited. Now, just so people know, we went to 120 cities so far and 40 countries. There are some major ones we didn't get to, so do not at us about Indian food because we never got to India before we got shut down for COVID. And we also didn't get to China prior to COVID. And we didn't get to Japan because Japan is not necessarily super budget friendly. So that's one of the things we're looking forward to hacking. So there will be things that are just not on this list that might you might have gone there. Good for you. If you want to DM us and give us food racks, we're super into it. So these are just foods or dishes that we loved that are from what we experienced on our travels. Yeah. And the more places we go, uh, the more foods we'll have. And maybe we'll do an episode like this again in the future. Um, I'm sure. So do you want the way to start? you eat. <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. I'll start. Okay. Wow. Thank you. That was so kind of you. Cause yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure what I'm starting out with, I think it. I know you'll have it on your list. In fact, I, really? I would bet a million dollars it's on your list. Um, okay. But we, neither of you don't have a million dollars to give me, so that's like kind of a lame bet. But okay. I'm going to bet that this food, this particular thing, is on your list either at number one or number two. Okay? Really? That's okay. how confident. I, yeah, that's how confident I am here. Okay. The first on my list. Now, we didn't put this in like ranking order, our favorite top ten. It's just. 10 right so i'm not just because i'm putting this one first doesn't mean it's my most favorite although it might be um first on my list straight out of the gate i wanted to come in hot here is mustafa's gimus or gemus i'm not sure how you pronounce it mustafa's gimus kebab in berlin okay (laughs) um, spoiler alert yeah it's it's the second one on my list it's the second Um, one on your list okay well, because you said it, because it was first on your list, why don't you explain a little bit about what the Gimus Kebab is for people that aren't up to speed? 
Right. So, I mean, probably in Germany, I mean, I actually like German food and so do you. Um, it doesn't have like a True. super hype around the world, but I, I like it. Um, it's better than you actually think it is. If you just go to the crappy beer halls and stuff like, yeah, it's not all that exciting. But Berlin, particularly, um, and some of the bigger cities in Germany have like an amazing food scene that's super international. And so in this dingy area by one of the train stops, uh, the U-Bahn stops, is... Mustafa's Gemus or Gemus kebab. It is famous. Um, so you will see it. You'll know you're there because there will be a line. And you're going to go. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It ranges from 45 minutes to an hour usually. Yeah, I, yes, I was going to get to that. Hang on just a second. Okay. All right. Calm All right. down. Let me, let me just set the scene here because people are like, why is she recommending like a kebab? Uh, Turkish kebab in Berlin. Um, well, first of all, yes, you can go there and go to Berlin, have amazing schnitzel or any of the other high quality Michelin star restaurants there. There's huge food scenes happening in Berlin. But Mustafa's Gemmy's Gemmy's kebab, I don't know how to say it, I keep saying that, um, is a food truck cart thing. It's not a truck even because it's not attached to a truck, it's a cart. And you will find yourself there going, what? is going on like it's not in a super clean area but it's not unsafe it's like it's just it's on the long side of a building the cart is just in this random spot by a driveway into a parking lot and the people queue up for 45 minutes to an hour and and there is like a couple of other like crappy um fast food things there although there's a curry wurst stand that's right nearby so you know hot tip is if you see that the line at mustafa's is really long and you're starving go grab um a curry wurst and then get in line for your kebab and that should work out great for you but the there's something like i could overhype this but i don't think it's possible because we tried other kebabs the last time we were in berlin just to compare to see if we were just like being ridiculous and we weren't, were we? No, they, they weren't as good. They were still good. And Gemüse Kebab is a great thing to have in Germany and yeah. in Berlin, but nothing beats Mustafa's. I don't no, know. No, Mustafa's has, so first of all, let's just say the bread, it's bread. It's like a Turkish bread, not a pita. So let's be clear on that. It's this giant piece of like squared bread that they slice in half almost all the way and stuff it. So it's like eating a pita. So like, it's not a sandwich, but it's not, pita bread as you know it it's this particular type of like a turkish thing that they have and it's soft and fluffy and yummy and it's perfect to soak up all of the spices and the juices that come when you go up there you go wait okay hold on there's only two things on this menu yeah it's a vegetable one or a chicken one they do the chicken on the shawarma spit like you know real deal style and you can see it like the rotisserie of it but it's either chicken or vegetable we've had one of each both are delicious. I usually just go for the chicken because it's loaded with vegetables anyway. So what is amazing and I think unique about this particular kebab is it's got the shawarma chicken, which is delicious and has amazing seasonings ever. But they do this other thing where there is crispy roasted potatoes in it, roasted veggie, oh. and then fresh veggie salads, like, you know, crispy veg salad that's in there. So lots of veg. And amazing seasonings their sauce is out of bounds the feta crumble is crazy and then there's like fresh herbs on the top yeah i mean it's just so good and when you hear that it's like whoa that's too much and yes (laughs) some stuff falls out of the kebab but it's just everything comes together perfectly and i'm not a guy that's typically like 
ooh, vegetables. But the roasted veggies in it are so good, and they're yeah. so good at soaking up that, like, gar- that spicy garlic sauce yes. they put on the yeah. bread. Yeah, which is oh. what veggie one is good, right? So if you were a vegetarian, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you were vegan, you could also get it because you could try to ask them to do it without the cream sauce or the sauce they put on there and the feta. But if you were just veggie, you're you're in luck because it's delicious right. and you get the sauce and you get the feta and it's amazing. It is huge. And you take it and there's like no way you can have enough napkins for it. And then what happens is you've got to go immediately sit down on this like janky sidewalk that's by Mustafa's. And you're like, this is dirty and whatever. But everybody's in there with you. You're all in it together because you've all just waited 45 minutes for this amazing kebab. And you just go sit down and there's like stuff flying out of the side of your kebab. And you almost like when you get it, it's so big. You're like, I don't even know how I'm going to eat it. They do give you like a fork to try and start out with. But eventually you just realize that you have to unlock your jaw and just go for it. And you start getting into it and the bread starts soaking up everything. And it's just like, it's a whole thing. And it's like, yeah, uh, like when Mexican people are like, you do not bring the top. You don't bring the taco to your mouth. You bring your mouth to the taco. It's the same thing with the kebab. Yes. Um, So kebab absolutely deserves um, a mention here. And one of the best foods we've had on the entire trip, the gym used kebab from Mustafa's. And it's like uh, five, four or five euros. Eh? So we're yeah. getting the budget. Yeah, yeah it's budget. It's like four or five euros. Super cheap. All right. Yeah. Moving on Zephyr. I know you're excited. Right. Sorry. That was, I just got too yeah. excited about the gym used kebab. Well, I, I would too. Uh, I would too. <laughs> um, so my first pick, it's kind of an interesting pick because it seems very simple, but it's so good. It is a roti poulet, rotisserie chicken. Yes. in Paris or anywhere in France. Anywhere really. in France? Okay. So roti poulet in France. Why is this on your I mean, I understand why it's on your list, but like what what is it for you that makes I, I you put this top? I mean, I, I don't really know, and I don't have too much to say about it because I mean if you don't know what a rotisserie chicken is, like I mean, it's a rotisserie chicken, but there's just something about the way they do it in France. And first of all, uh, they have the potatoes at the bottom of the spit on the bottom of the rotisserie yes. and they get yes. the chicken drippings. And so if you get it with a baguette and maybe a side salad or um, what's the thing that the tabbouleh, um, yeah. it's just it's the best meal. It's so filling and just reminds me of whenever I think of it, I just think of Paris and France. And I think we can agree that like Paris is one of our favorite cities in the world and that France is one of our favorite countries in the world. Totally. And it's cheap. cheap. I was going to say, I think if you do the roti poulet and you can go to any of the, you'll see the vendors on the streets and most of the streets, like you you could probably get it in some of the grocery stores, but what you're looking for is like the butcher vendor who's doing the roti poulet in the rotisseries that they put on, like put out in front of their shops. So you can see it. Um, It's six bucks or six euro basically. And then you get the potatoes with it and you go into the local grocery store and you can get, um, my favorite is the carrot salad and, um, the couscous, um, and then some tabbouleh. So you can even get like three salads and it's still under 10 euro for two people, totally filling, throw a baguette in there to sop up all the juices and the deliciousness Some some cheap butter with sea salt from Brittany. I mean, it's literally like. I don't know how I can give you a better tip unless you're a vegetarian. Of course, that doesn't work. But yeah. roti poulet for six euro with all the sides, dude. And, and spoiler, it's not the last French thing that's on uh, my <laughs> list. 
<laughs> I, I believe you. Do you, okay. Yeah. So should we stick around in Europe or should we just move it around or how do you, how do you want me to do my next one? Uh, you just do your next one. Whichever was the next on your list, you do it. You do you. Okay. Boo. Well, okay. <laughs> Thank you, boo. Uh, my next one, Zephyr is I'm going to, I guess I'll just stay in Europe and just, we'll just do this here. Okay. So when I say this to people, they're like, ew, that sounds weird. Or I immediately think, oh, well, I don't like that. I know I already, I don't like that. And I'm just like, no, you don't. Because unless you've had it, then you don't know you're like, you don't like this. And that is licorice ice cream anywhere in Scandinavia. Dude, it doesn't, dude, it doesn't taste like licorice, like black licorice that you might be thinking. And it's certainly not red licorice, which is debatable whether that's actually licorice. This is more like traditional licorice, like aniseed spice. The way I could describe it, Zephyr, is it tastes like gingerbread right? So if you don't like yeah. gingerbread, you're not going to like this. And we're just going to have to part ways as, as friends. Um, but <laughs> licorice ice cream, which is Scandinavian, because licorice is a flavor profile for Scandinavia, right? So when you go there, yes. they use a lot of licorice and their candies, the lacrids, um, or licorice. Uh, and they do the most amazing thing where they cover licorice in chocolate, or they salt the licorice, or they spice the licorice. And so this this licorice ice cream. You want to know something interesting. The first time I had the licorice ice cream, we were in Rome. It was at a gelateria. Right. Oh, gelateria, remember? And my friend Jen, who's from Norway, was like, you should try this licorice ice cream. It's a, it's. a, I'm going to try it because I'm curious if it's the way we do it in, in Norway. And so we both tried it. And I was like, I would like to marry this. Like, I don't know what this is. It was brown color. It wasn't black. It was brown. It looked like looks like gingerbread dough batter gingerbread batter and i I was like okay and then when we went to copenhagen they had this soft serve version of it with marshmallow fluff like fluff on it and like licorice syrup on it too and i was like literally never leaving here like i don't need to eat again in my life i just want to stay inside copenhagen which i can't afford and eat this licorice ice cream Exactly. Real ones know that you got to get it with marshmallow fluff because the marshmallow <laughs> fluff just, oh my God. I know oh that, my yeah. God. Oh my yeah. God. Not only that, like we had that during the summer, the first time we were in Scandinavia, right? And then yeah. you and I, over, we went to do Christmas in Europe last year and we, in 2021, and we did Copenhagen and, uh, and, it, and Finland and Helsinki. We had Christmas, I'm not kidding you. We had licorice ice cream. In Copenhagen, I remember it was snowing on us, and we were in Nihaven at the, yeah. at the harbor, and our hands are freezing because we had to take our gloves off to eat the ice cream, and people are looking exactly. at us like, remember the old ladies that were laughing at us because we were yeah. eating ice cream in the snow? It was freezing. Yeah. Still worth it. Still worth it. Our hands were cold. Our hands had cold burn, which is even <laughs> worse than regular burn, in my opinion, yeah. but it still was, it was, it was still worth it because it was so good. <laughs> Okay, so licorice okay. ice cream, trust me on it. Just go, just trust me. Yeah, even if you don't like licorice that much. All right, so my next pick, this will connect to my rotisserie chicken pick because it is also a French food, and we talked about it very briefly in okay. our um, when I talked about rotisserie chicken. And okay. it is a, just a, a baguette uh, with French butter in oh France. Oh, my God, you're so how right. Many times have, 
How many times have we had this while we're in France? How many I, times? So, every day. I basically day. just feel like I turn into a baguette when we hit France. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is it's so good. Just, and again, Dude. it's another one. I don't have so much to say about it. You know what a baguette is. You know what yeah. butter is. But yeah. there's just something about it in France. The butter is high quality no matter where you get it. The bread is high quality and it's always cheap. They, they legally have to have a bread that's let that's like a euro or less like in right. france that's that's an actual law that they have there and even yeah. just like the 75 cent one euro ones are still great if you want to level up and get like one from just like one of the like bougie gourmet the bakeries, sisters, yeah, the bakeries. yeah it's worth it though like they're i think they're only still like two or three dollars so you're not gonna yeah. like blow your no, budget you're not breaking the bank and i would say like to me, there's nothing better if you're on a budget. And it's also stupid. And I know backpackers have said this, but just like, again, I actually think there are quite a few bakeries now in Paris in particular that do a gluten-free version of the baguette. So if you are gluten-sensitive, I don't want to just like disrespect, but like also if you're gluten-sensitive, Europe isn't necessarily the hot spot for gluten-free foods because Italy is filled with pasta and sandwiches. <laughs> like there is something to cater for you, but like, or you're just eating, you're not eating any of the things like that, that those places are known for. So, but there's nothing more satisfying to me than just a fresh baguette, butter, and then even just like if you want to just get some, you know, whatever, ham, like the sliced ham, or even like I actually prefer the sliced chicken, the roti poulet that they slice okay. up real thin. Yeah, um, with some mimolette cheese. With some mimolette cheese, which you can get those even at the Carrefour and like the corner store. Like that's like you're yeah. like, it is so... It's just perfect. And if you take it outside and you eat it at a park or you eat it on the Seine River and you just enjoy it with I don't know, beverage or not, it's just, to me, nothing is more simple and more pure and more delicious. So I, it, it's I pure joy. agree with you. It's pure joy. Yeah. I'm so glad you put that on the list. I wouldn't have thought of that. All right. So what's yours? My next? Okay, gosh. I feel like the pressure's on. I'm going to, um, probably going to... Let me just get all of the Scandinavian stuff out of the way because <laughs> because then we'll just move on to other continents in a minute. But I just yeah. want to say, like, you know, if you are into food, then you know Scandinavia is having a huge food moment, right? Places like Noma, which are considered, like, the best restaurant in the world in Copenhagen, and people are like, oh, my gosh, Scandinavian food, it's like a thing. Um, it really is it really has leveled up, but also just like some of the foods that are just native to the area, they don't have to be Michelin star or best restaurant or fancy are absolutely delicious. And one of the things sure. that is a fun thing. Now this is like a seasonal thing. Um, and it took a little bit of like, I'm curious about what foods are, you know, to eat for Christmas time because we were in Scandinavia and Christmas. And so I found out about this thing called the Christmas pizza, Danish Christmas pizza. Okay. <laughs> sounds, okay. Yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I had it. So this should, this should not be surprised. You didn't opt to buy it, like, but you tasted mine and went, damn, that's actually good. Um, that's, yeah. Gorms or Gorms? Gorms. Gorms. G O R M S. Gorms pizza, which is in Copenhagen, is um, a, like a higher end pizza place, but not out of budget. It's not like, I mean, anything you're doing in Copenhagen, if you're on USD or like less than, you're gonna, I mean, it's, yeah. it's out of your budget because their money is worth more, but that's yeah. all the countries of Scandinavia minus 
uh, Finland, which is on the Euro. So just making sure we keep within budget. But Gorm's Pizza, the Christmas pizza, was when I read it on the menu and I read about it prior to getting there, uh, just I was making some food lists. I was like, uh, all right, I'm like, I'm willing to give this a shot because it's got, it's got all the flavors of what they put in their traditional Christmas roasts and then some. So what I loved about it was it had so it got a roast duck, radicchio, this, this like vinaigrette, this like really nice tangy vinaigrette. It had, it has like cheese and sauce, like regular pizza. Like I think it has a standard pizza base if I remember it correctly. And then it had like red, pe- red onions and I think he even had some hot salami on it. And it just, it was like, it's so, oh, and it had hazelnuts. It had toasted hazelnuts on it, right? So it's just like right. this odd mix of everything that feels Christmassy and then pizza-ish all coming together on a delicious, like, like their handmade, their crust there are really great. And they come individual size, although they're big enough that you can share. Um the, the the Christmas pizza was a revelation. I don't know how they put the damn mandarin orange slices on there and made it good because I'm usually <laughs> I, I'm usually I do not put pineapple on my pizza person, although I do like a spicy sweet combo. Um, I prefer it more in like um, Mexican food where they you know they put pineapple and spicy. but but this Christmas pizza it in Copenhagen, it's a must try. It's a, it's, I will go back. I will go back. I will go back just to have that Christmas pizza. Now keep in mind, we ate the shit out of that Christmas market situation. Yeah. So we had all like the flaky pork and the, flaky yeah. stick and the pork and the mold wine and all the sweets and everything that was at, yeah. your, at traditional Christmas markets. But we made a special journey over to Gorm's for this Christmas pizza. And I have zero regrets, zero regrets. And I, well, I might have one regret because I didn't order it, but uh, I, I ordered a spicy pizza because I like pizza that is spicy and has spicy salami and spicy yeah. sauce on it. Um, but but I, think, I think you regretted it by the end. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> I only had like three bites of yours, but from what I had, it was very good. And it told, like, it sounds weird. I know putting all these weird, like Christmassy Scandinavian flavors onto a pizza but it works. It works. Um, okay. So there we go. So that's, are we sticking with Europe still? Or is that like, what's your next one has Europe or no? Okay. okay. My next one is Scandinavian. My next one is Scandinavian. <laughs> my God. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I promise this is the last Scandinavian thing on here. And okay. on my list, I take uh, quite a long detour from, from Europe after this one. So oh, okay. my next one, um, and I don't know if you'll have this on your list or not. This feels like kind of a wild card one. It's salmon soup in Helsinki. Oh. And what did it make your list? Okay. No, it did didn't, because I didn't have it as much as you did. I I I know what it was. It's their traditional salmon chowdery soup that they have in Finland. It, it's but. it's so it's so good. We were there in December and it was quite cold. And just going into the to the the warm markets, the indoor markets, and just having this hearty 
soup. It, it was just so good. The soup is super. It's like kind kind of thick, kind of creamy, yeah, kind of like the chowder. It's chowder, yeah. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. It's it has potatoes in it. Did it have potatoes in it? I think it did. Yeah. yeah? You're you're taking away all my points here. I'm trying. Oh I'm my making- god, I'm so sorry. Okay, you do you. Go go. Sell it in here. Here's the pitch. Had <laughs> these big had these big potatoes in there. They're very generous with the potatoes, and it it got it like got all the you know, slopped up all the seasonings and flavors of the soup. And then it has these very generous, big chunks of salmon as well. And, ooh, that salmon was so good. It was just, it's just the best, especially on a cold day in Helsinki. We just ordered it. There was this rush. It was at this, like, soup restaurant that was inside all the indoor markets in Helsinki where they have, like, they have unlimited bread and a, like olive oil basically to dip your bread in and then dip it in the um soup you go crusty and they, bread too yeah and um they only have three flavor three different soups every day one like is a meat-based yeah. one one is a vegetarian one and then one is their salmon one but they put some different like flavors in it each time and it's so good and that's really all i have to say about the salmon soup it's just the best salmon soup and- in Helsinki yeah. or Finland. I think it's a traditional dish of Finland, right? I think Absolutely. that's what it was. All right. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I guess, should we leave the continent of Europe for a minute? I feel like I have more yeah. from there, but maybe we should just take a diversion. Yeah. yeah? Take a diversion. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say next on my list might surprise you. I'm going to go with, we're going we're gonna to head to South America on this, okay? So we spent a lot of time in South America. Love South and, America. But this might not be what you... I know what's on your list. I, I, I know without looking what's on, on your list from South America because I know you so well. But I don't know if this particular thing made your list. And that is going to be the steak sandwich called Chivito, which is a native sandwich of Uruguay, the country of Uruguay, but you can get it kind of everywhere in South America, basically. Um, But the Chivito, particularly when we went to Uruguay, and we had this one place that is known for their Chivito in Colonia. Again, you can get them anywhere in Uruguay. They're very well known. You can get Chivito in, in Argentina, but this particular place was like this local owned and operated they baked the bread fresh they did the meat fresh i mean it was just like it was the most beautiful experience because it was such a beautiful restaurant it faced the ocean so you're like sitting on the ocean side uh, and looking out and and it was actually cold when we went because we went off season right because that's always our budget tip is if you can go off season you get it's better rates and things are cheaper but um you and me and your dad had each had a each had a chivito. The chivito comes in this like handmade sort of almost like ciabatta style roll that's delicious, and they they spread it with butter and like some garlic sauce or some sort of secret sauce they have. And then the way they do the steak sandwich it literally shits on any Philly cheesesteak you could possibly imagine because I don't that, know if people understand facts. this <laughs> facts right. People don't maybe they know maybe they don't know. This is not for the vegetarians out there, but. South America does the best meat. Like I've Absolutely. never had meat, right? Like I've never had meat yeah. like I've had it in South America. Yeah. What are they do? So, what do they do on that grill? What do they do with the, with the Well, I think it's the there. way that the meat is raised there, right? So they do like the right? different farming. But these these chivito, it's like it's thin cut, so it's like hammered out steak. 
and it melts in your mouth. And just like the combo of steak with like melty butter and like garlic on a like delicious, like ciabatta style thingy. It sounds so basic. I think they do put like a slaw or something on there too, but yeah. Oh my, I think you could get it with onions, like caramelized onions. I'm trying to remember because we had Chibito a few times, but hot damn. The one we had in Colonia, and they they made their own cheese at that place too. So it was like melty cheese. So when you wa- you walked in, like like I can't even describe the smell. It was like baking bread, cooking meat, and then like cheese that ends up on the griddle. So it's like slightly getting toasted, like out the sides. Of, like it was ridiculous. I've never smelt a restaurant on Impact that smelled that good. It, it, it was very good. I also have a South American sandwich on my yeah, list. I know. Uh, okay. It's not. I knew it. I freaking knew it. it. It's not the Chivito, but the Chivito would probably be an honorable mention because it okay. was, it was out of this world. And dude, the smell when you went in, in and out of that restaurant. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, um, but okay. my next thing is, um, it, like I said, a South American sandwich. It is the Choripan sandwich and i got it in argentina but you can get yes. it really all over south america but it's, so, it's an argentinian thing right the choripan. yeah it's yeah typically argentinian so the choripan is it's a sausage sandwich it comes with this really nice bread it's kind of similar to the chivito bread i would say yeah. it's kind of like yeah almost a ciabatta style um you can get it bread. like a bun or a roll like a couple of places yeah. had it differently but essentially yeah. it's a nice nice bread not like a shitty hamburger yeah. bun yeah, no, not a not a crappy hamburger bun. Good good quality bread. The the most the most common sauce for it is like a chimichurri sauce kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They, it comes in all different uh, kinds of sauces. And obviously the headliner is their amazing sausages because Argentinian is, Argentinian yeah. it's it's built different. It's just like the, it's the not chori is like when you're talking about chori pan pan is the bread. Chori yeah. is the sausage, right? Yeah. So that's so you can get it anywhere. You loved a specific place um, that was called Chori. Yeah, yeah, Chori, um, which was, it was like a 15-minute walk, walk from our little apartment in the Palermo district. Yes, of Buenos it was Palermo. Aires. Yeah, Palermo um, neighborhood in Buenos Aires. And and it was so good. We enjoyed going there so much. Um, we probably had a little too much of this uh, Chori Pan sandwich because <laughs> oh we were there God. for two months. Um, but yeah, so good. It was like the Chivito, but it was just with these amazing snags. Instead of yeah, I I could I, after two months almost in Argentina, I was like I mercy, like I cannot eat any more meat. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was yeah. like I'm now a vegetarian. Like I was just, but it was delicious. Yeah. But it's like chicken is a vegetable there. Like I'm just yes, warning you, if you go to Buenos Aires. Yeah, there are vegans. We have a vegan friend who took us to a vegan restaurant in Buenos Aires. But like she is not the norm. Okay, like no, not at all. <laughs> It is a meat-forward country, so just be prepared. Um, yeah. Is it my turn? Do I get to go? Yeah, it's your turn now. Okay. I'm I'm going to get this. This I think this is on your list, okay? Really? I'm going to stick with South America since we're just like, it feels like going by continent might be easier in our brains. For sure. Okay. So there's so much that is interesting about this particular country in South America. It has the most insane history the most extreme 
land mass and conditions. It's like these insane mountains and sand dunes and it has beautiful beaches and it's like mysterious and interesting and everyone wants to go there and it's definitely become an IG tour, like travel blogger heaven. Um, right. And that is, that's Peru. Okay. So Peru. we're going to travel North from Argentina to Peru. And what I'm going to say is I think mostly native to the cities in Peru that are along the coast. Okay. And that, because they have amazing seafood there. Am I right? Yes. This is seafood related. I think I know where you're going with this. (laughs) When you go to Peru, if you like seafood and you don't have any allergies, if you do not try ceviche in Lima, you have not gone to Peru. Oh yes. Ceviche. The best. It's on my list. It's on my list. I knew it. It's on my list. It, that was that was the next one I was about to that was the next one I was about to do. Um, ceviche, yeah, yeah, ceviche. So I guess we can both take turns explaining what ceviche is. But um, basically, ceviche is um, seafood that is cured and marinated in uh, citrus citrus juices, particularly like lime and a couple others. Um, and it's it's so good. You can it's really you can have it in multiple different times. Like there's shrimp. You can get like clams um but this particular place that we went to get ceviche in lima it was by this famous chef who's just he's known for his ceviche that's right it came with like four different kinds of seafood yeah came with all these different sides you you explain what the sides are they were so, crazy yeah i mean in traditionally it like what i knew of ceviche from living in california and or going to mexico and having ceviche is it has like seafood then it's got the lime, it's cured in the lime juice or the lemon juice right. or whatever it is. And then you get like onions, like there's chopped onions in there and whatever. And it comes in a little bowl. In yep. Peru, the ceviche comes in a giant platter, first of all. It was like this huge <laughs> bowl platter thing that was like way more than enough for two people. And it it had a bunch of different seafoods that were all delicious. But then because Peru is so unique and what people don't necessarily know about Peru is like Peru is where all the potatoes came from. It isn't Europe, right? I mean, we have so much association with potatoes coming from Ireland or Poland, but actually that's just post, you know, like world exploration and some of the like food trade and stuff like that. So um, potatoes, there's more variety of potatoes that come from Peru than any other place in the world. And so when you get this ceviche, it comes with these, like just a, the, the most amazing high quality seafood. But then you get things like it's got like fried sweet potato discs and then steamed, steamed potato wedges. And then it also has plantains like banana plantain. And then it has. Um, it has onion, but that's like the onions like pickled in the ceviche, and then it has the, the, carrots. Has the puffed corn. It has the giant yeah. puffed corn, like the biggest puffed corn you've ever seen. It's like the giantest corn nut you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, um, because also corn, you know, is from that area, and you get it on your, you get it in, this, and you're like, I like, okay, wow, all right, I wasn't yeah. expecting all these vegetables. Like, there's tomato in there. There was like d- delicious tomatoes in it. And I just, when I first thought, yeah, I'm like, "Mm, is this going to be good or is this just going to be a hot mess? Then you put it in your mouth and you're like, oh my God, like never in my life had I had 
the sensation of sweet potato with raw fish. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, it didn't, Absolutely. It, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Like, we murdered that ceviche platter. We did. We, we almost got two of them, and I think that would have <laughs> been too much. Um, I agree. But, yeah, so good, and it was on my list. And this um, this next one of mine is also in South America. No um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really hot take, I know. But South American food is actually, like, really good. I know that's, like, oh, such yeah. a hot take. No, people but, know that. They, they, yeah, but most I'm people think that they just they just want to go to Brazil yeah. and have a churrasca, whatever, meets on the swords. No, I'm being sarcastic. But but my next one is the second suite on my list, and it is Alfajores. Alfajores. From where? In Argentina. Yeah, okay, they're they're yeah. all over South America. You can get them in Brazil. You can get them really in a lot we of the We saw them in Peru as well. Yeah, we I mean, saw them in Peru. But it's traditionally, it's an Argentinian cookie treat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Do you so, want to describe it? Yeah. I, yeah. I have, I have my notes of what it is here. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's like two little like round cookies or biscuits or, uh, you know, like. Yeah, cookies, yeah. I think, is the best way to describe it. Yeah, cookies. like if you're an English or an Australian person, like imagine like a round jammy Dodger thingy or like it's yeah. a sandwich cookie, right? But it's yeah. better than and that. And then, yeah, and it comes in a lot of different flavors, but primarily um, it, you fill the two cookies like in between um, with dulce de leche. Dulce de leche oh is in between oh the two God. cookies. Dulce de leche, it's better than caramel, by the way. It it's, tastes a little it different. Is. Yeah, um, and it's definitely a thing in Argentina. Like dulce de leche it's is a like massive a food thing group. in Argentina. I mean, I like there's like <laughs> walls of dulce de leche in there. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so and then they surround it. They cover it in typically chocolate, but sometimes they even cover it in more dulce de leche. That's um, true. But or yeah. just like a random frosting. Like you had yep. one that was covered in meringue, and then. If you want, they, like some of them branch out and people will have their own. There's one that comes in with covered in, you know, desiccated coconut. Um, that's a pretty popular one as well. And I feel like almost like a shortbread right. cookie just to give you, it was like a really buttery, delicious cookie. Um, yeah. Then there's a place called Havana. Not to Havana, yeah. Havana, Cuba. The, the place yeah. is called Havana. It's like a bakery coffee shop and it's a chain. And all they serve is alfajores. In various and various flavors coffee. and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure and the we went there, is like not that great, but who cares? It's delicious. Yeah. It's like you're just we going for there, the cookies. We went there all the time. And yeah, one of my favorite sweet treats that I've had on, on our entire trip, I would say. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I almost don't know if we're, if we've sold in alfajores like in the right way. They are, like, just to say they're, like, a cookie covered in chocolate, like, whatever, it just doesn't do it justice. But just trust me, because when when you go to, if you go to Argentina, which I highly recommend, the food quality, the level of food, the taste, because it's such an interesting country with so much culture and so much, like, immigrated, you know, culture there, the food is just sensational. Like, just It insane. is absolutely sensational. And alfajores are so good. Um, but I guess that means we're moving on to you again. Okay, because I know we have to go quicker. All right, we're getting ex- yeah. excited. All right, so we're 40 minutes. We covered off. Um, yeah, we got covered off everything. Is it okay for me to? I'm just gonna. 
I'm going to take us back to something I'm pretty sure is on your list. If it's okay. not on your list, you're fired. Like basically. Okay. okay. Well, really, really quickly. What were alpha horrors on your list? No, alpha horrors were not on my list, but it's an oh. amazing call. I don't know why I didn't think of them because I ate yeah. the majority of them. Um, <laughs> that was, I got so fat in Argentina. It was like, but anyway, God, anyway, help yeah. me. I had to get a new pair of jeans. That's how bad it was. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what I, uh, this is, I know on your list, I'm just going to get right into it. It is a food that you and I have talked about repeatedly. It is a one thing dish we wish we knew how to make, and we know we can't make it because it will never be as good as the street cart version of this. And, and that is the langosh in Hungary, particularly in Budapest, where we were. Langosh, I don't, I'm sure if you've been to Eastern Europe, you, you might know what a langosh is, but it's like this giant plate sized puffy crispy bread that's been deep fried like flash fried so it's like crispy and bubbly it's like if you took a pizza crust kind of but it's a little bit flakier than that and you flash fried it and yep. then you then they what they do with the traditional one is they cover it in sour cream and horseradish and then dump like a ton of cheese on the like shredded cheese and it's not so the, so the bread is hot and everything they put on it is cold, but that all warms with the heat of the hot, yeah. just fried bread that is the base of the langosh. And yeah. the cheese is like kind of like a cheddar-y, like a it's, it's yeah. white cheese. And, and there's oh, gobs of it. And it's like a garlicky sour cream sauce. Like I don't want to yeah. undersell that you have like this horseradish making it super spicy and then like this garlicky cream sauce covered in a mound of cheese on a thing that is like the size of a, a dinner dish, like a dinner platter. Like you're just, yeah. you can't even believe it's that big. And you're like, Oh, there's no way I can eat this. And the next thing you've done, you've eaten an entire langosh yourself. And you can get them with other toppings. They have meat toppings. They have other veg toppings. They have other sauces, but that traditional langosh just with cheese, I, like my actually, my mouth is watering. I had to like swallow my spit when we were talking it's about this. I have video of you just shoving, shoving it into your face. Yeah, I mean, I I shoved I shoved it into my face multiple times, and yes, it did make my <laughs> list. It did make my it list. did what make your it, list. What was it not going to make my list? No, no I was um, like, you're fired if Langosh doesn't make your list. Okay, so yeah, I don't know how you're going to follow Langosh, but let's hear what you've got. Do you have anything All right, else? So, I, I do actually. I only have one more thing on my list. Okay. Um, All right. And I don't know if this is going to be on your list or not, but I wanted some um, Asian representation here, and particularly Southeast Asian. And I'm going to go with laksa, which we got in Singapore. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't really describe what laksa was before, other than it was just like a really good soup. But basically, okay. what it is is it's like a a curry soup. It, it actually originally comes from Malaysia, which I found in my research, right. where you can get it all over Southeast Asia. Um, yes. It's very popular in Australia, too. Yes, it is. Um, and basically, the, the base of it is um, a laksa paste, which is a, like, famous, it's like a Southeast Asian paste. It's super spicy. Yes. All these other spices and flavors, and you have noodles in it. Um, you have, like, chicken broth in it. You could you can put, like, chicken and other meats in it. And it's just so good. It's spicy. Um, primarily it's spicy, it's salty, it just has a lot of the flavor profiles, and probably my favorite thing about it is that, um, it has 
flavor profiles and ingredients from all over Asia. It has an Indian influence. It has like yeah. a Chinese influence on it. It yeah. has influences from the rest of Southeast Asia. And I think it just, it that's perfect for what Singapore is, where we had it. Um, yeah. Because Singapore is a hub city. It has Chinese influence, Indian influence, Southeast Asian influence, Japanese influence, all of yeah. it. Yes, it does. English influence. Yeah. English influence. Yeah. And so even though it's from Malaysia, you can get it all over Singapore. There's tons of um, uh, lots of places in Singapore. Totally. And it's just it's just so good. If you you like if you like spicy food, if you like your nose getting a little runny uh, from a good spicy food, you will love laksa. Yeah. And I think, you know, you you're really showing your foodie side here and that you've chosen soups, which I guess most famous chefs or chefs or people who know food say if you know how to have make a good soup then you know how to be a good chef and and soup is one of those things that like they'll taste first like is your soup very good so that's a great call i love alaksa you did well with that i will keep us in asia for a hot minute um because i think i have like two more but this this is not going to be what people traditionally think uh think of when they think of thailand okay Okay. I don't even know if you have this on your list or not, but I'm just Okay. Well no, that was I, my last one. So I'm I'm done. Okay, okay, so now. you're done. Okay. The Thai donuts from the Chiang Mai night markets that they make are so delicious and they're like oh. like, like fluffy and they and they can make them fresh and they're not big. They're like little round circles and they give you like a bag of them. And they're so good and I don't know why Thailand has such diverse food. It's like obviously there's you know larger, longer country, so there's different kinds of foods regionally there. But I never had anyone tell me that they make these insane donut thingies. And right. they were at the night market in Chiang Mai, like I said. And when we went, we loved them so much. We bought them like multiple times. Not only that, our friend Tammy basically just like bowed to yeah. the to the donut but- maker. Yeah, she was bowing <laughs> as if he was the Buddha. Like it was so embarrassing, and I, 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 I actually knocked off some Spanish f- foods. Like it's almost a crime because I, I'm going to say at the end of this list, we don't have anything from Spain, which is one of the best food countries in the world. But yeah, tacos are the best. So, no, Spain, not Mexico. Spain uh, t- tapas. Did, Oh, you said tapas. I think you said tacos. I'm like, bro, no, ta- don't embarrass me. Yeah, no, no, so tapas, I could because tapas. I couldn't put my finger on one thing in Spain that was like the everything in Spain is amazing, right? So like I had to right. just I couldn't go there. So I'm adding the Thai donuts in 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 place of any anything you can get in Spain, which is amazing. And then right. my final on this list, which no, it's not my final. How did we not get here? Okay, let me just tell you, my final is unbelievable something you didn't have this one we both agree this one is not is was it's in europe we have to go back to eastern europe and that is the rye soup in poland okay we're going too long i don't want to not i don't want to forget the rye soup in poland i again with the soup thing right like i just made the point like you did laksa now i'm bringing the rye soup in if you if a soup is so delicious and so comforting and so like perfect for what you need, that to me is like the epitome of some that, you know, it's good, right? Like I rye soup in Poland, you almost can't even get it anywhere else because they do this fermenting process to the rye and it's this whole thing. 
you go to the milk bar. That's what they're called. They're called milk bars. They're like cafeterias run by little grandmas, like Polish grandmas. And they, they have their pierogi recipes and their desserts that they do and all these different meat dishes. But the rye soup across Poland is out of bounds. Sometimes it's a little bit creamier. It sometimes it's a clear broth. It depends on where you are. But every place we had rye soup in Poland, it was the bomb. It was like, it was yes. the most insane. Yes. Yes. You agree? Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I would say Polish food is way better than you think. Don't it don't is. sleep on the Polish food. Um, no. My last one, the last one, since you're out of foods, I'm just going to bring it in hot because it would be a crime to have a food list and not have a food from Mexico. Because Mexico Absolutely. is one of the damn best food places in the fracking world. Okay? You hurt, you hurt my earbuds there a little bit. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I got so excited. This one you didn't have. And I'm bringing you something that you probably didn't have when you were in Mexico because we had to find this with our friend who lives there in Michoacan, up in the mountains of Yerapan, which is this mountainous city. Uh, and it's a special place. It's called Taqueria Carlitos. You won't believe me when I tell you it's basically like the best taquito you've ever had, but it doesn't have meat in it. Okay? So okay. You, you couldn't have this because you got so sick eating like crickets and fit and ox head and eyeball tacos up the side yeah. of the road. Say that by the time we got to taco, Taqueria Carlitos, you were tapped out. You were having I got food poisoning. Yeah. Bad issues. Um, yeah. But I had the heavenly plate of special made. They have a special like machine contraption thing that actually makes them. And they're not like the crappy taquitos that you would get from a freezer filled with just like shredded meat or chicken. No, 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 no. They're almost, I don't even know if it's a corn tortilla. It's like a softer something fluffy cloud of bracken tortilla that they roll it in, but it's stuffed with potato and cheese and that's it. And you can have oh. it with just potato or potato and cheese. There's no meat. And it has this cream sauce and it has like a little bit of like shredded slaw and it has, a salsa verde and then more cheese on the top if you want it and it is a plate of heaven a plate of heaven well i can't well, even oversell it and it's and like I, and i couldn't have it and i couldn't, couldn't have, have it. it that's why i, I have to go back yeah and yeah so mexico mexican food is my favorite food that's a quick disclaimer I just didn't, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't pick one thing because I didn't have that thing you had. Okay. You don't need to rub it in my face. <laughs> you don't need to rub it in my face. Um, I'm so sorry. But we'll go back and I'll yeah. have them and they might make the list eventually. Um, but yeah, yeah we, that's, we reserve the right to update this list. I, we do. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got more countries to see. Zephyr has more food to shove in this space. We've got more things to Absolutely. try. So this is just our list from what we've done so far. You can catch us on Single Mom Budget Travel on Instagram or Facebook. If there's a dish you'd like to recommend to us, please DM us. Let us know. Message us. I'd love to hear about it. So would Zephyr. He will try anything. I'm actually surprised that Escargot didn't make your list because that's like when we hit France, it's like an immediate thing you need to have. But it, it, it could it be almost made my list. It could be. We yeah. could get, honestly, we could do like just every episode about food so we have to rein it in we we're could. already at 50 minutes like we've gone yeah. over by 10 minutes it's so crazy okay yeah like it's too much but it's too much <laughs> yeah and if you want to like if you want any of the recommendations specifically like feel free to message us single mom budget travel podcast effort i believe next week we're just going to get into budgets we're just going to get we down are. to the nitty-gritty yeah 
And uh, I'm excited to share that. And I'm excited for you to participate in that too, because you've learned a lot about budgets and, and the way money works. I really have. I really have. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to this super lengthy podcast. I hope you're hungry now and uh, we'll catch you on the flip. All right. Bye, everybody.